Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. Week one is underway. Football is back in our lives. Packers and Bears kicked off the season last night with what looked to be a snooze fest. If you like if you like defensive struggle games, you love last night's games. If you're looking for offense, that was likely not your cup of tea. I thought it was a, a decent way to start. I think we're going to see a lot of these kind of games first couple of weeks with the these teams not playing most of their starters in the preseason, worrying a lot more about their health and their uh, upcoming uh, year, the regular season. A lot of teams decided to not to play their starters as much as they had in years past for the preseason. I have no issue with it. I think we're going to see a lot more of these defensive t- uh, struggle type games where the defense is m- much more advanced than where the offense is currently. And in years past, we've always seen the defense kind of be a, a little more advanced than what the offense is. And I think we're going to really see it this year with a few games this week. And I think w- w- will be tough to watch if you're not a fan of them. And if you're looking for offense, a couple of these games might be tough to watch. But again, I think it's going to be it's going to take a little time to get going uh, back in the swing of things. Getting their uh, football, getting back in football shape and all that kind of good stuff. So it's going to happen. It's going to eventually going to happen. We're going to see those shootouts, and we're, we're going to see some shootouts this weekend as well. Don't get me wrong. We're going to see a couple of these games kind of shoot out and kind of uh, throw up some big numbers. But there are going to be some snoozers out there for defense that is going to be uh, just kind of a struggle to watch. But again. If you're a fan of that team, you're going to like it, especially if your team gets a win. But if you're not a fan and you're looking for offense, some of these games might be tough to, on the old eyeball test. We're running solo today. Chris is out, so I'm going to be running solo, talking about our packages for week one and full season, talk about our mastermind packages. We have a bold calls section today. We're going to talk about you, the, the, the followers over on Instagram. I sent a message out talking about who you think is a bold call this year, what's going to happen throughout the year. Some absolutely crazy bold calls, but I, actually, I love a lot of these bold calls. I mean, especially with when you make these kind of calls, you're looking for players that are, are, are not the popular pick to, to, to happen. I, I threw some of those out there, kind of got, got slammed by some of the people out there saying there's no way it's going to happen. But again, these are bold calls that your, your gut tells you can happen. If, the, if, if everything leads the right way, these kind of plays are going to happen. These players are going to step up and, and make the play happen. Injuries aside and everything, that's why these bold calls are fun to make. You, if you're right on half of them, you're great. If you're, if you're wrong on half of them, hey, no big deal. These are bold calls out of the ordinary. So some of these are crazy, and I love them, but also I do. I think some of these that you guys are coming in with, I'm right on board with you, like the Leonard Fournette and the, the Montgomery. Some of these that you guys are talking about, I am on board with some of these some of these calls. So we'll talk about those today. We'll also recap Thursday night's game between the Packers and Bears, and then we're going to break down each game for the upcoming weekend. And if you want more detailed look into it, check out our game-by-game breakdown coming out either later on Friday or early Saturday. We're going to break down each and every game, what the season's going to look like, um, being that we have no data to go by right now. I broke down the teams on what's, what's going to happen in this season and also going to give you some plays on who to play in fantasy this week for each of those games. So without further ado, let's jump right on into today's podcast and talk about the different packages that we have available over on www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. 
We have our DFS and season-long packages available, both weekly and full season. Um, if you're looking for uh, getting an advantage in DFS or maybe you need a little help in season-long, I definitely recommend taking a look at it. We're going to have some great articles throughout the season. going to be coming out throughout the entire week, Monday through Saturday. We're going to have articles going up. Got a couple D uh, DFS articles going up today, uh, my stacks and my GPP plays. I think these are plays that if you're looking for an advantage, these kind of can, can kind of help you kind of get on the, the board of who to play for different things, cash games. GPPs, who's contrarian, what kind of stacks to use. And over on season long, if you're looking like start sits, I'm going to have the start sit article. going to also have a, the game by game breakdown. It's going to be normally a paid article where you get that in your DFS or season long package. But this week and this week only, I'm going to have that available to everybody free on the site kind of to, to wet your whistle and see if, it, if you are on the fence about signing up for our DFS or season-long packages. These are the kind of different articles you're going to have on that. So it'll kind of give you an idea of what to look for for the game-by-game -game breakdown. But again, this is going to be free this week. Moving forward, it's going to be part of the DFS and season-long packages. We also have our Mastermind chat package available, both weekly, monthly, and full-season packages available. What I'm hoping this does for you guys is if you're having a hard time kind of putting the right team together, maybe you can't figure out who put your flex or, or, or RB2, maybe you're having a toss-up on the quarterback and my rankings are just not, not getting you the answer that you want to see, maybe you want to talk it through, that's where the Mastermind Chats can happen. You send me a question within 24 hours, I'll get back to you, we'll talk it out. You have a trade question, someone's looking to send you a trade, are you getting good value in return, are you sending too much value, we'll talk those out as well. So again, within 24 hours of you sending the questions, I will get back to you and we'll We'll chat, chat it out and talk it out and make sure you're doing the right thing to make you a, uh, to give you the best chance of winning not only this week but in the future as well. Because remember, in fantasy, it's not about draft night only. It's also about working that waiver wire. It's also working about trades, you know, f using your depth that you use on draft night and turning that into better players after the bye weeks. It's all about staying on top of the thing throughout the week, and this is what we're going to do with the different packages to kind of keep you guys on top of your game all season long so you can bring home those trophies. Bold Calls. As I said, there's some crazy ones out there. Um, some of my likes, some of them I think are kind of iffy. But again, I think uh, there's not really any any of them that are that are way out of the out of left field. I think there's some fun fun ones I like out there, and a couple of them that uh, I'm going to talk about. A handful of them that I thought were pretty interesting. First one up is DSR the Moose 11. He says Josh Allen becomes a top five quarterback this year. Yes, Josh Allen might not be the best quarterback. Um, Regular-wise, regular season-wise, uh, football-wise, but for fantasy, he's a fantastic option. We saw him put some big numbers because he can do it with his arm and his leg. Addition of John Brown, I think, is going to help. And he has Cole Beasley there. A couple options, I think, that can make him a better thrower where he can get some, a little more points with his arm. But we also know he's going to be able to get his, uh, points with his leg as well. His legs, not he doesn't have one. He has two of them um, with his legs as well. So Josh Allen's a player that I, that I am pretty high on this year, especially in best ball, the best ball formats. I think he can be a QB1 any given week um, with, with the right scenario, right case and everything. Top five, I think you're kind of pushing it. I mean, that means he's going to beat out a bunch of names. Um, just say a few, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff. There's a lot of names. Jared, uh, um, there's, there, there's a lot of names out there that he's going to have to beat out on a weekly basis if he's going to be a top five quarterback. I think top five is kind of pushing it. Maybe he can get into the top 12, but that's about where I'm, where I'm going to put him at as a top 12. I think I have him currently outside top 15. But 
That doesn't mean he can't be a QB1 come uh, the end of the season. And again, when you, when you talk about QB1 or you talk about RB1 and 12-team leagues, those are the top 12. Um, so not, not the QB1 overall, but a QB1 for any particular team in a 12-team league. I think he can end the season as that. Big Beer Belly 760 says Jared Goff leads league in passing touchdowns with 45. Another bold call, I think, with, with Todd Gurley there. And I think Todd Gurley's uh, going to be fine this year. He's obviously going to get the ball at, uh, in, in the, in, on the ground game. He has plenty of options there in that offense, but if, if you're telling me that Goff is going to beat out Patrick Mahomes, I think that's pretty bold. I think that's a, that's a call the FSA because this is a guy that if, if uh, Mahomes does have a regression of a year, and let's say he does drop off a little bit, puts up 40, 45 touchdowns, that's a fantastic year for most leagues, most, most players. I don't know if Goff has 45 touchdowns in him only because I think they're going to do a lot on the ground. And it's just... I just don't see him being the league leader in touchdowns when you have Patrick Mahomes, when you have Deshaun Watson. Those are just my opinions. Goff's a fantastic play. I think he's going to be end of the season, top five, top six quarterback. But being the leader with 45 touchdowns, I think there's better options out there. But I do love the call, Big Beer Belly. Noah.Juice says Dalvin Cook's a top five running back. I think this is absolutely possible if he can stay healthy. The big word, if he can stay healthy. We know he has an injury history. You know he, he, he's coming off injury. Yes, people say that the injury he's coming off of is going to be a lot easier to come back with because he's had time to, to, to have it heal. But he still has to stay healthy. And if he can't stay healthy, that's why I love Alexander Madison. This is why I tried to snipe him off of a lot of teams that had Cook as their running back and try to get him before they could handcuff him with Madison because I think there's a very good chance that Madison does play at some point this year. But if Cook can stay healthy for all 16 games, absolutely no issues with him possibly being a top five running back. Taylor underscore Sutter says Garoppolo finishes ahead of Mahomes. I threw this in just because it was kind of, to me, it was amusing. Talking about Garoppolo, who this is the guy that threw five straight passes and passes in practice for interceptions, jumping out ahead of Mahomes. I love the bold call by you, Taylor, but I don't see how Garoppolo finishes ahead of Mahomes. I don't even know how he finishes out of the top uh, top half of the league. But I love the 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 bold call. Love stepping out there. Love these kind of calls where you just kind of throw it out there. Hey, and if Garoppolo does come back and beat it, beats out Mahomes, you can come back to me and say, Hey, genius! I told you it's going to happen. GSK4293 says Sonny Michelle leads AFC in rushing. This isn't out of this is not out of the ordinary. This is the, this is something that can happen. I think the Patriots are going to run the ball a lot more this year. I think they're going to try to to ground and pound the ball with Michelle, maybe with James White a little bit, maybe with Damian Harris. So I don't hate the the idea of Sonny Michelle leading the league in rushing this year. Um, and I think the uh, the Patriots are a team that can do it, and especially if they put their mind to it, they're going to actually get the job done. We know Bill Belichick can and does do whatever he wants to do in the league. P. S. It's all about says Montgomery's a top five running back. If we look at last night, I don't see that happening, and it's not because Montgomery's not isn't very good. It's because the Bears didn't use him as much as they should have. Mike Davis is, as I said, Mike Davis. I don't think he's a starting running back. I don't know how he got more carries than Montgomery. Is it the Bears just kind of leading, uh, easing Montgomery into the, to the NFL? Is Mike Davis going to be the starter throughout the season? I hope not. I hope it's Montgomery. I was high on Montgomery coming into the year. 
And personally, if I'm a uh, an owner of Montgomery, I'm not going to panic. There's no need to panic right now. It's only week one, game one. But if you do find an owner that is going to panic and you're looking to, to find someone to buy cheap and you can have a, a, a championship roster player on your team, I would absolutely try to go and see if you can buy low on Montgomery because last night's game shows that I think the Bears have to give him the ball more often than they do Mike Davis. Love Montgomery moving forward and as a possible buy low. During drafts, he was about getting where his peak was, um, about where he was going to land. Third round, fourth round pick is about where I thought he was going to be. Wasn't much value left in that, but I think right now is a perfect time to buy low on Montgomery, especially if the owner of Montgomery starts to panic and says the Bears aren't going to use him right. Swoop in there, get him for cheap, and laugh all your way to possibly the championship with Montgomery as a beast down the road. But there is also risk in that. I mean, we, we may see the Bears run a committee with Montgomery and Mike Davis. It's just my opinion. I think Montgomery is, is going to end, end, the, end the year as the top option there in Chicago. But there always is risk, and I think that risk is very, very high with Chicago. But it's all about, for me, buying a player low um, that can possibly down the road help my team become a much better team, in my opinion. Unite the pride, says Leonard Fournette, finishes RB1 and leads the Jacksonville Jags to the big game come February. This one I am kind of on board with outside of the, the leading this team to the Super Bowl. Leonard Fournette, I think, has the ability to be the number one running back in football. I think where he was drafted in drafts is crazy. I got him in a lot of drafts mid-third. I think he's a second-round pick, personally, um, going into this year. Coming in healthy. Um, the only down years he's had was due injury. Yes, he has injury history. Yes, he was got hurt last year. Yes, there was a lot of never-again players from last year. But the Jags have said they want to use him more in the passing game. New quarterback's going to make that team better. I think Fournette's going to be a beast this year. And if he can stay healthy and they use him the right way, I have no reason Excuse me. I have no reason to think that we can't see Fournette near the top with the Ezekiel Elliott's, the Saquon Barkley's. There's no reason why I can't think that he can be up there. Do I think he's going to finish RB1? I don't think he finished RB1, but I have no, no reason to think that he can't be a top five running back come season's end, in my opinion. Jacksonville going to the big game come February. That one's kind of really out of the ordinary, really out there. That means you're going to be beating out the Patriots, the, the Chiefs, the Chargers, even the Houston Texans, there's some pretty good teams there in the AFC. Jacksonville, that's a bold call, winning the going to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know if you have them winning it, but uh, going to the big game um, come February. M.M. Orville 11, hope I didn't mess up your name there, says James Washington will be the next Juju Smith-Schuster. I can kind of see it, but then again, I can't see it. I think James Washington is going to make a big leap this year with Antonio Brown gone from that offense. There's 150-plus targets left to be out, out there for someone to take. A lot are going to go to Juju. A lot going to go to James Conner, Jalen Samuels, um, Vance McDonald. But I also think uh, James Washington could possibly triple or more his, his uh, impact that he had last year for uh, targets. I do expect big things out of James Washington this year. And if I'm picking between Washington and Moncrief, I do like Washington better uh, for the long term this season. So those are some of the bold calls out there, some crazy ones out there. I left some really crazy ones out there. Um, but as I mentioned, I do love these. Um, never going to dog anybody for their bold calls because I think that's what, they, that's what these are. They're bold. They're out there. They're kind of making your statement of, hey, I like this player. I think he can do this with all the right scenarios happening. Um, bold calls are fun. Bold calls are great. 
Do they happen all the time? Absolutely not. That's why you, you jump out there and you can uh, take a leap and hope that it happens for your sake. You can come back and say, hey, I called this one out there. So a little recap from Thursday's Packers-Bears game. As I mentioned, that was a defensive struggle game. We know the Bears have one of, if not the best defense in the league. I think the Packers are going to be a, a, a much improved defense, as we saw last night. Mitchell Trubisky does not look like the answer. He looked downright miserable at times last night. I don't know what was up with the coaching staff for Chicago. We saw Dave Montgomery look nice with the few carries he had, looking solid. He ran over players in the preseason, got limited carries there as well. That made me think he was going to be uh, used a lot more in this offense. But then the Packers decided to go Mike Davis more often last night. I don't know why they did that. To me, Montgomery looked like the better back, and I think moving forward, hopefully the Bears do realize that, and they do give the ball to Montgomery more often than they do Mike Davis um, moving forward, which is why I think he's a buy-low for many players out there. If you're looking for a buy-low option after week one, Montgomery is the early favorite with only one game gone in the books. For the Packers side of things, uh, what many thought maybe was Jimmy Graham was going to be take, making a decline and uh, ending the, his career possibly very soon here. He looked pretty solid last night. Uses uses as Chris Collinsworth said, used his Boston, basketball body to box out to get the ball. Um, Jimmy Graham looked, looked pretty decent. Um, I don't I don't know if he's going to look this way every week, but I think he's a, a player that we can look at as a buyer replacement or a matchup play for Jimmy Graham. If you're looking, uh, looking to play the waiver wire game with, with the tight end position, I don't think, um, I think we can do worse than Mr. Jimmy Graham. He looked pretty decent last night. And again, I think it's going to be, obviously Devontae Adams is going to have more looks uh, moving forward. Aaron Jones is going to look better moving forward. Um, I liked what I saw in Marquette Valen Scantling. Geronimo Allison could do more. So obviously the, the numbers that uh, um, Jimmy Graham had last night are likely going to go down with, with more and more happening with that offense. I think there's going to be a lot more three wide receiver sets that they're going to use. But I think the people thinking that Jimmy Graham was done is a little far-fetched. I think that's uh, far from the case. I think he does have a few more games in him, and one of those games was last night against the Bears and that vaulting, tough defense they have there in Chicago. Let's move on over to the game-by-game breakdowns. Let's talk about each and every game. I'll give you my prediction on who I think is going to win that game, followed by some players to have. And if you're looking for more detailed on what's going to happen in these games, you can check out our game-by-game breakdown. As I mentioned this week, it's free to everybody. It's going to be on the site later today or early tomorrow, Saturday. It'll be up by Saturday morning. Kind of give you ideas where I'm at. Um, and if you're in those pick'em games, it kind of also gives you an idea of who I like in each one of those games. So let's start with the Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns. I think for fantasy players, it's a typical. I think I'm looking a lot more on the Cleveland side of things and not the Tennessee things. You can start Derrick Henry if you want to. I think Derrick Henry is more of a, uh, if you have to start him, I think he's possible a bust potential this year, this week. Uh, Cleveland's going to, I think, jump out to a, to a lead this week, have a good game. And I think we're going to see big things out of Baker Mayfield this year. I'm hearing about Odell Beckham uh, slightly dinged up, wondering if he can go full speed tomorrow. That might open things up for Jarvis Landry a little more. Might open things up for Rashad Higgins. And can Higgins overtake Landry as that number two option? I don't think so, but I think Higgins does have a couple good games in him. One of them might be this week if Beckham can't go. Mayfield, Henry, Chubb, Beckham, Landry, and both defenses, I think, are playable in fantasy. I would be very careful with Henry, though. I think Deion Lewis actually outdoes him this week um, for that. But for name value, I think Henry is going to make a lot of rosters this week. I have the Browns over the Texans this. I mean, the Browns over the Tennessee Titans this week. Moving over to the Baltimore Ravens at Miami Dolphins. 
not much for me in this game. Um, Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, uh, Baltimore's defense. Keep an eye on Justice Hill. That's a player that I was very high on coming to the league as a, as a late sleeper. I talked about lottery tickets that you have. Justice Hill's a player that I think we can possibly take a look at and maybe be a, a stash if you have the roster spot. We're hearing about possibly uh, riding the hot hand in Baltimore. If that's the case, if Justice Hill does get hot, and he absolutely trucked some people this week, this year in preseason, uh, rolled people over. Big bruiser. Um, loved what I saw him. I mean, just the way he was running over players, breaking tackles. Justice Hill's a player that I think we want to uh, keep an eye on just in case he can break out. And we're hearing Baltimore does like Justice Hill. L- Lamar, Lamar Jackson, I think he, he's going to have a solid game against the Dolphins. I don't like anybody on the Dolphins going up against the Baltimore's defense. I think Baltimore's defense is one of the better defenses this week in fantasy. I have the Ravens destroying the Miami Dolphins this week. Next up, Atlanta Falcons at Minnesota Vikings. Plenty of fantasy options here. In uh, on paper, it might look like a defensive game with my Minnesota having a pretty decent off defense. But I think it's going to be a uh, one of the higher scoring shootouts in the in the the weekend. I think both teams can put up points. I like a lot of players in fantasy: Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Devontae Freeman, Dalvin Cook, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Hooper, Rudolph. The names go on and on in this game. I think there's going to be uh, plenty of options this this year and this week um, for both teams. Keep an eye on. We're hearing rumors. I haven't heard much about like if it's going to happen, but we're hearing rumors about Julio Jones possibly not playing if he doesn't get a contract extension. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to be able to go this week, but we definitely want to keep an eye on it. We also want to keep an eye on Stefan Diggs coming down with an injury. Um, as I talked about with, with, with my injury tag podcast, I talked about um, once a player gets questionable during the week, it's a little more worrisome than it is when the week comes out right away. You hear about questionable. If they dinged up and it sounds like it's a hamstring for Diggs, those are never fun. So we, those are two names we got to definitely keep an eye on. If I hear anything, I will definitely let people know on Instagram as well. I have the Vikings barely beating out the Falcons. I think it's going to be a close, high-scoring game between the two teams. Buffalo at the Jets. Another uh, paper says it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think this has sneaky shootout potential in my opinion. I'm sure you can play both defenses if you want to, but I think both offenses can maybe put up a few points in this game. I have the Jets beating out the Buffalo Bills, and I think Josh Allen, Bell, and Anderson are about my three favorite players to play on both sides. I think John Brown is a sneaky option in uh, DFS and um, best ball formats. Obviously, best ball, you already, you already draft your team for best ball, but I think John, uh, John Brown is a sneaky option this week um, for DFS. Washington at Philadelphia. I have the Eagles doubling up Washington with about the only players I'm going to be looking at are most likely going to be Philadelphia side of things. I like Wentz. I like Sanders. I like Jeffrey. Um, I like Zach Ertz, obviously, and I like Philadelphia's defense. If you're going with the, with the Redskins, I think you can look at Geis and you can look at Jordan Reed if he's healthy. Be careful with Geis. Um, Philadelphia likely is going to be uh, jumping out to a big lead. That's going to mean the, the Redskins are going to have to throw the ball more often. And we don't know exactly what kind of a role guys are going to have. I think he's going to be the lead back there in Washington. But until we get a couple, a um, little more data on him after his injury from his rookie season, I want to kind of wait and see with guys. But I do see, the, um, I, I do see reasons why you would want to start him this week in fantasy. Rams at Panthers. Give me the Rams um, in, a, in a pretty good game against the Panthers. I think the Rams do kind of late in the game um, make it look like it's a, a bigger score, um, more of a blowout. But I think it's going to be a close game throughout the, throughout the week. 
Cam Newton's healthy. Cam Newton has some nice weapons on the outside. Obviously, we know who the Rams have in their offense um, with uh, Jared Goff and his trio of receivers and Todd Gurley. I think there's plenty of options there in the in the uh, both sides of the ball. I think Goff, Cam Newton, Gurley, McCaffrey, Cooks, Woods, Cup, Moore, Samuel, Olsen, and the Rams D. If you're looking for a defense, I think you, know, you might be able to get a couple sacks, maybe get a turnover or two with the Rams defense. But I'd be careful with the Rams defense. I do like both offenses this week in fantasy. Chiefs at Jaguars. This is going to be a game I think people are going to think that the Chiefs are going to run away with and kind of win big. I think it's going to be a lot closer. Uh, I think the Jaguars have a chance to pull off the upset. I do have the Chiefs winning the game. But I think we definitely have to keep an eye on the Jags. I think the Jags are going to – what they're going to want to do is run the ball with Fournette. And if you're playing DFS, I think Mahomes to Tyreek Hill is going to be under-owned. And anytime you have those two players under-owned, I think you have to take a shot of them. Mahomes can throw five, six touchdowns any game, no matter who the defense is. And we know Hill can catch four, five, six passes for over 200 yards and three touchdowns easily. Well, maybe not easily, but any given week. The guy has uh, tremendous speed. One thing that when when you have someone um, shadowing a wide receiver, a speedy receiver like like Tyreek Hill is a lot a lot harder to cover um, with the shadow. I don't have an issue with any, with anybody shadowing Hill. I think Hill can get his no matter what. And again, if they're going to be lower owned, I'm going to take a shot on both players in my DFS lineups and hope for that ceiling game from one or both of them as well. I do love D.D. Westbrook this week. I think D.D. Westbrook is a, is a nice option as well. I like him in both season long and DFS. I think we're going to see a, a, a much improved D.D. Westbrook this year with a better quarterback. Nick Foles is a big upgrade over uh, Blake Bortles from last year. I think D.D. Westbrook is going to be one of those players we're going to look at saying, man, I wish I would have had a few more shares in my season long leagues with Westbrook. I think he's a fine option in DFS this week. Colts at Chargers. I have the Chargers pretty handily beating the, the Colts. I think it's, uh, Colts are going to come out thinking that you had Andrew Luck a couple weeks ago as your starting quarterback. Now he's retired. You have a new team. I think it's going to be tough um, to have that happen. I do feel like Phillip Rivers for long term, but I don't think he's going to have to do much in this game. I think it's going to be much more of the ground game. So I like, I, I, I like Eckler. I even like Justin Jackson a little bit if you're looking for a deep flyer, maybe over on, on FanDuel for a uh, kind of like a deep sleeper kind of guy. I, I do like Justin Jackson a tad bit. I like uh, T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Hunter Henry, and I love the Chargers defense this week. Cincinnati at C- Seattle. <clears throat> I think this is going to be a game that's going to be over with before the game even starts. Bengals might be one of, if the worst team in football this year. In my opinion, they have three bodies out there that can get the job done. That's not going to get it done any given week. I love Mixon. I love Tyler Boyd, and I love A.J. Green this year. Mixon's my favorite of the three. But outside of those three, I don't know how much I'm going to have at any given week um, with those three. So I do like Mixon. I do like Boyd in this game. Um, on Seattle side of things, obviously Wilson, Carson, Lockett, and Seattle's defense is one of my favorite as well. Um, it's very close between Seattle and, and the Chargers um, for my top defense this week uh, in fantasy. Giants at Cowboys. I think the Cowboys do win this game. Um, Giants are a team that's going to be hard to predict. They don't look good on paper, but... It's a division game. Can they kind of hang with Dallas? I think they can hang a little bit. I think we're going to see decent games from Barkley and uh, Evan Ingram. Sterling Shepard's there as well. For the Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott, obviously. Um, Now that we know Elliott's there, no more Pollard for me. I think Pollard was going to be a very popular DFS option if Elliott was not there. Don't have to worry about now. 
Mari Cooper and the Dallas defense is the ones I'm looking for. If you're looking at the C, uh, DFS, I do like Michael Gallup this week and throughout the season. I think Gallup has some big ceiling games in him this year. And last year we did see him start to get the chemistry with Dak Prescott which I'm not too high on Dak Prescott this week in uh, season long just because I don't know how much they're going to have to run the, uh, pass the ball against the Giants, who I don't know if they're going to be able to throw, put up a bunch of points. I think they might be able to keep it close for the first half, but I think eventually the, the Cowboys are going to kind of run away with that game, in my opinion. Detroit Lions at Arizona Cardinals. Um, give me the, the Cardinals at home. We're going to see what this offense is all about. Kyler Murray, David Johnson, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. I think there's some plenty of options, but remember, the Detroit Lions are going to want to uh, keep the ball and kind of keep it out of the hands of the Cardinals. I think the Lions are going to um, be able to do so a little bit. I, I like Kerryon Johnson. I absolutely love Kenyon, Kenyon uh, Galladay. Kenny Galladay drew a blank there for a second. I love Galladay and I love Marvin Jones with. Uh, Peterson out of the lineup due to, due to uh, uh, suspension. I think the wide receivers in Detroit are going to put up some decent games. I, actually, I think Galladay is going to be in for a monster game this week. I like Galladay a little more than Marvin Jones, but I do like both options there in Detroit, which also puts me on the Matthew Stafford a little bit in season and uh, DFS as well if you're looking for a, uh, a low-owned um, lottery ticket kind of uh, stack option there. San Fran at Tampa could be the highest-scoring game of the year. I like Tampa. Yes, Jameis Winston is not a very good football quarterback, but he's a great fantasy quarterback. I think he's going to be one of the better options this year just because he's going to have to throw the ball, throw the ball plenty. And you got him super late in drafts. Yes, he's not Mahomes. He's not going to put the Mahomes number. He's not going to put up the Watson's numbers. He's not going to put up the Goff numbers. But he's going to put up solid numbers throughout the year. He's going to throw plenty of picks, but he's also going to throw pl- plenty of touchdowns. And the good thing about that is we know where those targets are going to be going. They're going to Mike Evans. They're going to Chris Godwin. They're going to O.J. Howard. That's about all they have on that offense which are three very good players. I do like the, the Buccaneers this year in, seed, in, fa- in fantasy, not in real football. Um, over on 49ers, I think if we're looking for DFS, maybe you look at going San Fran's way. A lot of people are going to be on Tampa Bay and Arizona for their GPPs this week. Maybe you go with Garoppolo and some of his options there. Matt Brady is going to be a popular pick, so maybe people are kind of jumping off of Tevin Coleman a little bit just because um, in the depth chart they do have Matt Breda. So Tevin Coleman was going to be a very good player this year. Anyways, now maybe we can get him lesser owned um, in week one. I do like Tevin Coleman um, with maybe a, a lot of the masses moving over to Breda now that he's the number one option there in on the depth chart at least in San Francisco. Pittsburgh at New England uh, Sunday night. I think this is obviously this is not going to be on the main slate of games. The next three are not going to be on the main slate of games. I do like the Patriots. I think the Patriots are going to do what the Patriots do. They're going to they're going to win win games. When you have to go to Foxborough, it's going to be hard to win. Patriots anytime they have Bill, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady on that team, they're going to be hard to beat. Steelers lost a lot in uh, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown gone. Now it's going to be the Juju Smith Schuster show. Can he handle that number one role? I think he can. And as I mentioned earlier, I do like James Washington over Moncrief uh, for the season wise. I don't like much on the Pittsburgh side of things outside of Juju Smith-Schuster this week. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to take a little bit out of James Conner. And I wasn't high on Conner coming in the year. I think we're going to see Samuels uh, kind of taking a little bit out of him. Maybe that starts happening this week. On the England side of things, I think it's going to be right out the gate. We're going to see Josh Gordon put up those decent numbers. I am very high on Josh Gordon. Hopefully he can stay out of trouble this year. Sonny Michelle. 
James White, I think, is going to struggle. He does not play very well against Pittsburgh in, in the past. I, I do think he's going to struggle. He's, he might be one of the players I do kind of keep off. But Edelman, Josh Gordon, Tom Brady, um, all systems go against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Houston Texans at New Orleans Saints, the first of two Monday night games this week. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. People do. Uh, the Saints are favored by seven, I think, in the game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I think the, the Texans can possibly be there to kind of pull out, pull out the upset, but I do think New Orleans is going to win the game. Uh, they're just hard to beat at home, and especially if they can get home, home field advantage in the playoffs. Now that we have the uh, interference rule where you can uh, challenge possible interferences that weren't called, a.k.a. last year's championship game, um, I th- the Saints are a hard team to beat at home, and I think we see that again this week in week one. But I do think the Texans are going to be, be able to put up a fight. I think it'll be fun to watch on offense, bringing in Duke Johnson, bringing in uh, um, the, uh, the, the the former Dolphins receiver, drawing a blank on who it was. I think that's, that's going to affect Kiki Kuti a little bit. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously Will Fuller very high on them. And I do like um, Carlos Hyde a little bit if they can try to uh, work him into the offense a little bit as well. But overall, I think it's going to be Duke Johnson show in the backfield for the Texans. And absolutely love Watson this week and moving forward in season long and DFS. Broncos and Oakland Raiders close out the uh, week of football. Week one, Antonio Brown likely sounds like he is going to be suspended. Um, having some issues there in Oakland. I uh, was not high on Brown coming into the season. Now we're seeing kind of reason why I was not looking at taking them. Obviously, a lot of it had to do with uh, coming to a lesser team, lesser quarterback, uh, the system not as good as it was in Pittsburgh. I just think he was in for a regression of a year in Oakland, and now we're seeing that he's going to be missing the first game in Oakland. I like the Broncos, and that's not a homer pick. I do think the Broncos do win this game um, by a, a side. Give me the Broncos over the Raiders and a must-win for both teams, really, in that division. If they're, if they're going to have a shot of having a shot at, at any shot of winning that division, they cannot lose this first game with the Chargers and uh, Chiefs in the, in, the, in, the, in the division there. For fantasy players, love Denver's defense. I don't think there's going to be much scoring on either side of the ball, but if you have to pick some players, I like I – like, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I like Tyrell Williams a tiny bit if you're, if you're looking for a deep flyer sleeper um, outside. But remember, he, he's likely going to be locked up by Chris Harris now that Antonio Brown's gone. And Chris Harris is one of the better uh, corners in football. Um, and we're going to have to keep an eye on Waller this year. The Raiders, Oakland, the, the Oakland tight end there in, in, uh, uh, the, had some off-field issues. Um, watching him in the uh, hard knocks on HBO, I really like what I've seen out of him. He fits the mold, looks the part, and I think he has a shot of being a a very deep sleeper this year that could turn into a a pretty good player. So I think if you have a roster spot, I definitely think you should take a look at Waller for the Raiders. That'll do it for all the games. Hopefully you guys are going to get some uh, W's this week in your season-long leagues, and hopefully you guys make some money in DFS if you play DFS. And if you guys are playing the GPPs, make sure to check out our our articles, our premium articles we have DFS packages, weekly and full season packages available over on the site, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. And if you have not followed us over on Twitter or Instagram, please give us a follow. On Twitter, we are at fansportsgenius. And on Instagram, we are at fantasyfootball underscore genius underscore. Football is here. Absolutely excited for the season to start. We're going to get some game, good games this upcoming weekend. There's going to be some snoozers as well, some defense struggles like last night. But there are also going to be some fun games to watch. Hopefully you guys take down the W's in your season-long leagues. Hopefully you take home some cash in DFS. Have a great day, and thanks for the listen, and let's dominate your leagues. 